You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. And welcome to our draft special right here on 610 Sports Radio. Jay Binkley, Julio Sanchez producing. Hear from everybody at 610 Sports Radio at various times during the night. Sean Barber will be popping in uh, to the studio for various times throughout the night. Pretty much the whole first round. Sean will be here and uh, we'll take you pick by pick. Hear from Roger, Roger Goodell as he makes the selections. Tell you who these picks are, what they do well. And we'll look at the Kansas City Chiefs. Will they trade down? Will they trade back? I don't see them trading back, but will they trade down? Or will they stay put at 29 and 30? Curious what your reaction is. Should the Chiefs stay put or trade down? The market right now is for trading back. We haven't seen wild things happen in this year's NFL draft. You know, like last year, it was all about Aaron Rodgers ended up with the Broncos. That was the big draft night surprise for him. And then, of course, you had the gas mask of uh, Laramie Tunsil a few years before that. But the draft is one of these things that keeps getting bigger and bigger. It's in Kansas City next year. Nashville had 600,000 people at it. They're expecting over 600,000 in Vegas. Matter of fact, Julio, they're expecting the largest event ever in the city of Las Vegas. They've already blocked off part of the strip. Uh, the players are doing the red carpet now in front of the Bellagio NFL Network with Michael Irvin sitting there, you know, and talking. The, the players are walking down the red carpet. This is very ESPY-ish, very award show-ish. Like there's a mod sauce gardener walking down now. He's got the big uh, sauce chain of, of, uh, of platinum or silver, whatever it is, around the neck. So players are doing this. They're talking, hey, what makes your skill set? So this is becoming such a big event as they put people out in front of the Bellagio and at least – they're not doing what they were going to do a couple years ago, even though it's cool, but I was a little bit concerned about it. These players were going to arrive by a boat. That seems the like a bit much. Well, I mean, just seems imagine, like a bit much. Just imagine if one of the players fell in. What? Uh, and then what are you going to do? But you know where it's at next year, right? Right here in KC, is baby. That, is that, that's what I heard. It's going to be a huge event. The terminal will be done. Hotels will be full. Whether in Johnson County, KCK, North the River, downtown, you name it. Bars, restaurants, everybody's going to benefit from that NFL draft right here in Kansas City. And I love it, even though they host the draft in places with the Super Bowl. Clearly, Vegas getting the Super Bowl. This thing will be in L.A. before you know it. It was in Cleveland last year, Kansas City the, or next year. It's where it should be. should be in a place like Cincinnati, that can't Kansas City, Green yeah. Bay. If you can't host the Super Bowl, give them this. Throw them a bone. Kansas City's been a very loyal city to the National Football League. Even when the Chiefs aren't in big events, Kansas City ratings 
stand out. Yeah, but is that a detriment to markets like us that it is this big now? Because now it's getting to be, I mean, like you said, this is a whole show now. So I don't want it to outgrow markets like us and it move somewhere else like a bigger market, like a Super Bowl. Well, he thought about the combine. They were flirting with moving yeah. in around from Indy, but such a uh, such a uh, bit weird reaction for that is people want to stay in Indy. It looks like it's going to stay uh, right there. So that's a good thing. But a lot of news not trickling out this year. And some have said what Matt Miller tweeted. Some of you just heard Matt Miller a little bit with Carrington Harrison. He even tweeted out the fact that, you know, after picks one and two, which is going to be Trayvon Walker and Aiden Hutchison. In that order? I think so at this you think point. think so? I think in that order, yeah. It's but not a I given. W- I wouldn't be surprised if it in the other order, but that's the odds on Vegas' favorite, Trayvon Walker, going number one, and then Aiden number two. And then he says it's going to turn into a complete circus. And I agree with that. Like, if guys aren't there, and I know Brett Veach said there's 16 or 18 guys he has first-round grades on. Well, some of those could be second-rounders. The mock drafters had somebody in the second round like Dax Hill. For example, the safety or Lewis Seen or Jalen Petrie. Maybe some teams are looking at him and saying that is a first-round grade on him just because the mockers have him, you know, top 16 or 18. Or if four quarterbacks go, which could happen, you have a run on quarterbacks, it bodes well for the Kansas City Chiefs. Or it could go the opposite, and maybe you, just one quarterback goes in the first round because that's a distinct possibility this year as well. It could happen. I mean, Malik Willis certainly go. I think goes in the first round. I, I think, think so. Kenny Pickett ends up going in the first round. You think so? Good chance Des- Desmond Ritter. His over-under odds are 30 and a half where he's selected. We'll see. Could I guess happen. we'll see. I don't, this draft is just so deep. I don't, I don't know. And that quarterback class is so weak. I guess we're going to find out here shortly, aren't we? It's a good thing the Chiefs aren't looking for a quarterback this year. Like It's good to already have the quarterback in, his, in the pocket. And again, these nights make or break your city. They do. Make or break your franchise. Make it break your hope and, hopes and dreams. If the Chiefs don't move down and get Patrick Mahomes, how are we sitting here? Four straight years in the AFC title game, two Super Bowls, a Super Bowl championship, a parade. Do you have any of this stuff if the Chiefs don't move down and get Patrick Mahomes? No, nah, it'd be totally different. Now they got to rebuild the rosters. They told C that only four guys predated Mahomes. Chris Jones, Travis Kelsey, and then two specialists in Winchester and Butker. Yeah, isn't that isn't that crazy? The whole, to the think, whole roster's gone. Isn't that crazy to think that Patrick Mahomes is like the veteran on the team now? Like it seems like not that long ago when we just drafted him, and now he is one of, one of the most experienced players on on the team. You know, and you, you thought and you thought it would get to that point. Yeah, like you thought that would get that point eventually. Like if you were to sit here and say, "All right, last year in ten years, who's still on the uh, team with Patrick Mahomes?" Maybe the, a specialist. It's the way Maybe the NFL works, man. But, yeah, it's what we saw with the if Patriots, right. what we saw with the Steelers. But now they're on the clock to uh, fix up this team. I had them go on edge, put out Mark 5-0 today. I hope so. I don't know the McKady from um, Penn State going 29th to the Chiefs. And I've seen a lot of mock drafts come in, filtered in with John Dodson, the wide receiver from Penn State. But I'll say this. You Penn, like State, Penn State guys. Penn State you? Pro Day, Jahan Dodson. Ebikady took place. Now, Ebikady's 6'2", 250 pounds, plays the edge. John Dodson's a versatile wide receiver. Ebikady had a better vertical, a better broad jump, and a better 20-yard shuttle than Jahan Dodson. And I know people are in love with Jahan Dodson. I'm just saying Ebikady, who's now floating into the first round, better than Jahan Dodson in some of the uh, real skill positions at the pro day. So I have that. I have Sky Moore, the wide receiver. Heard that name a lot. 
Well, the one thing about Sky is he's the best route runner draft. Mel Kuyper called him the most underrated player at any position in this year's draft. And Chiefs don't need that 6'3 and 6'4 anymore because they already have it. Like, that's the one thing they didn't have. It's a big reason I like Traylon Burks before the season started. But you look at all the receivers, and you look at the top four receivers in this draft. Garrett Wilson, one year to 1,000 yards. He was barely over 1,000 yards last year. He had 39 catches the year before, 40 the year before that. That's, we're not, we're that not talking, me a bit. We're not talking three me. straight years of production. George Pickens, who I'll be honest with you, if you gave me $500 and they had to bet on a player, George Pickens. Agreed. Chiefs have had him for a visit. They've done, according to his agent, the most homework's been done by the Packers, the Chiefs, and the Cardinals. I think they're going to get George Pickens. That's just my personal thoughts on what they're going to do in the first round. It's going to be George. Yeah, I, I think he falls, right, with, with some of, I guess, off-the-field issues, right? We say that loosely. But he, he's going to fall kind of right in that sweet spot where the uh, where the Chiefs are picking. I, I think it, the Packers are picking too soon to to take a chance on a player like that, which works to our benefit. And the one thing, too, is I'm not so concerned about that. I mean, they're, they're minor issues. It's just like uh, me too. attitude type. It, things that all can be corrected in the NFL. So not worried about that at all. Because he could turn out to be the best receiver in the bunch. You're saying, eh, red flags didn't matter, did they? Well, and, and the Chiefs are known to take players maybe that are maybe a little sketch, right? They, they have the locker room to be able to handle a personality, personality like that. Plus, uh, on the bright side, we know... You know, good receivers tend to be divas sometimes, more often than not, I'd say. And uh, if he's got a little diva in him, you know, I'm okay with that. I'm all right with that. Uh, you know, that's an attitude. That's, that's so fine. Drake London had the hamstring, fractured his uh, ankle the year before. And not only that, you have Chris Olave, who came in probably as Ohio State's best receiver this year, didn't even have a 1,000 yards. Jackson Smith and Igba, is the leading receiver by Ohio State, oh. still at Ohio State, had 600 more yards I think he's than the Garrett best of the Wilson. Bunch. He is the best he of the is. bunch. And a better average yeah. than those guys. Jamison Williams was at Ohio State. He transferred to Alabama. When he first got there, they were going to move him to defensive back. That's that's an insane wide receiver core. And I've heard right? a ton about Jamison Williams, people, and Jamison. But the first two years of college for him, a combined 15 catches for Jamison Williams. He had a big year last year at Alabama, but a lot of people have big years. At Alabama. Jerry Judy had a huge year at Alabama. Gets selected in the first round by the Denver Broncos. And you're still waiting for him to stand up and shine with the Denver Broncos. There's no guarantee with these first four. Again, you look at these first four, and I could say, okay, four, five, six, and seven might be just as good one, two, or three when we look at it next year. And that's for these teams to decide. I mean, I like to do mock drafts and all that, but just throw them out. These aren't what the teams are doing. Those are the ones that count. How many mock drafts? Uh, drafts did you do this I year? turned in five. Five? Okay. It's a little low for you, isn't it? You know, sometimes about six or seven, but uh, I, I just get to the point where you hate moving so many guys around. I feel like there's there's only so many comb- – I mean, there's an unlimited amount of combinations, but what makes sense for the Chiefs is, you know, wide receiver, defensive end, corner. It's pretty much it. Yeah. So in the third round – I have or second round, I have him trading up. I did have Daxton Hill last time in the mock. This time I put Jalen Petrie. Like of all these positions, the safeties, I think, could be the all pros off the bat. Be the guys when you look back at this draft. Because oftentimes when you look back at drafts, you say a draft is good or bad because of the quarterbacks. But these safeties are legit. Kyle Hamilton, Dax Hill, Jalen Petrie, Louis Seen. Louis Seen, probably the best hitter in the draft. Jalen Petrie's no slouch. 
And here, here's why I like him, Julio. He was the Big 12 Defensive Player of the Year. He played what's called a star position. He's a hybrid guy that can play safety, nickel, all over. He blitzes the quarterback a lot. He had 25 quarterback pressures from the secondary. Since pro football has been doing this since 2014, we're looking at college football the most ever. Defensive back had two picks, three and a half sacks, 75 tackles, 18 and a half tackles for loss. The only guy in football to have at least three forced fumbles, three fumble recoveries, two picks, and three and a half sacks. Plus led the Big 12 in tackles for loss. That's a guy that plays on the other side of the field. That is a hard-nosed football player that can do a lot of different positions. That's why I think about Spags and his defense. I think of Jalen Petrie and what he could do for this defense because so you have an edge problem. They have an edge problem right now. So if they draft somebody that's not the edge that they thought they wanted or an edge that can give production right away, they do love to blitz from the secondary. So They blitz Snead all the time. So what I'm hearing is that could be a dark horse pick with one of our two end-of-the-round picks. I have you him in the so? second round. I have him okay. trading up at least to 35. Say, uh, in the first round? Jets are holding pick 35 and 38. The common theme of this draft is the multiple picks these teams have. Yeah. yeah, There are eight teams with two picks in the first round. Eight teams that can really basically control the way this draft's going to go. 16 picks. Almost half the picks are made by eight teams. And I bet half those at least trade one of them. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And as Adam okay. Schefter said the other day, you know, teams are, you know, looking to trade back. Is that the value? And if you are sitting up front, your value is going to go down. If everybody's looking to trade back and not trade up, because usually if people are trading up, trying to get that quarterback, you can get more commodity out of it. But if you're trying to trade back and you, it's hard to find a trade partner, like the Texans, they pick three and 13. They need to rebuild that roster. The Vikings are sitting there at 12, and that's an intriguing team that's to me for the Chiefs. Yeah, agreed. And the agreed. other team looking to move up might be the Packers. They pick 28 and 22nd. They're ahead of the Chiefs in both those. Did, and they need they need production because they got rid of Devontae Adams. MVS went to the Chiefs and Zadarius Smith on defense. That's a team for me to watch in tonight's draft is the Green Bay Packers. Yeah, how, how confident do you feel right now if you're the Green Bay Packers? It feels like the Chiefs are just kind of breathing down their neck right now with them both needing similar positions to fill both you know similar positions. Well, I think it's real concern. Right, for them? I mean, you look at the top 30 they're being visits. They're right? Yeah, Jamison Williams made a trip to Green Bay just like he did Kansas City. Christian Watson, same thing. A lot of these guys made the trip to both. But Adam Schefter tweeted out this week, within the past week, as the draft has drawn closer, multiple teams in the top half of the draft have inquired with others to try to trade back in the first round. Again, I think that's sweet spot, man. Of all years, I think the Chiefs are actually sitting in this, a prime place at 29 is, 30. Yes, exactly. This is a spectacular. I, this is a spectacular place because they get to sit back see how the board is going to fall and make moves and not be necessarily, you know, pressured to make moves. And there might be interest for the Chiefs or somebody else to trade up the first round. Oh, absolutely. But if that's the case, it better be some prime second-round picks, like early second-round picks. Yep. The Chiefs don't need picks. That's the thing. Like, they don't need them. They're going to jettison some oh, of these picks. they're a great spot. And the seventh-rounders you can't really give away because they're on the trade value chart. They're worth nothing. It's like pennies on a dollar. They're worth absolutely nothing. And how many do we have? Four? The Chiefs have four seventh-round picks. Right. So basically that is your undrafted pennies? free agents. You throw a dart at and said, we want to go ahead and draft them. But the Chiefs sit right now at 12 picks, two in the first round, two in the second round, two in the third round, two in the fourth round. That is six in the top 103 picks Love it. in the draft, which is very nice for the Kansas City Chiefs. They're sitting with around 10 next year in Kansas City when you include the comp picks that are going to be awarded. 
The Chargers, on the other hand, 10 picks. You know, we're looking at the division rattle for the Chiefs. Their first pick is 17. Second pick is seven, uh, 79. So that's the only team in the AFC West besides the Chiefs that have a first-round pick, and it's the Chargers at 17. The Raiders have just five picks because they've gone out and traded a lot of people. The Devontae Adams thing cost them some picks. They have five picks. They don't pick till the third round. Pick 86 for the Raiders. I mean, five the individuals picks. that they picked up were probably worth it, right? Denver, Yeah, I think so. I mean, Denver Broncos sitting worth with it. nine picks. Their first pick, number 64, in the second round. So that's kind of how things are going to go here. On our draft special, brought to you by Window World, the official window of the Kansas City Chiefs. Coming up next, I'll let you know what uh, some of the uh, last-minute mocks had the Chiefs getting next. You're listening to Bink's NFL Draft Special on 610 Sports Radio, brought to you by Window World, the official window of the Kansas City Chiefs. Welcome back to our NFL Draft Special. The whole first round, we're taking all the way till I don't know, whenever. Like the promo said, whenever. Jay Binkley, Julio Sanchez produced the operation. We're going to be here all night. I think so. All night. Which I'm good with it because you don't say whenever. This is your night. There's some of those things I will take you up on. I I know. That's what I'm here for. It's like saying, it's hey, there's beer in the fridge. Just go grab whatever you want. You got pizza. We whatever got you want. Really? We're good. Okay. Yeah, thanks to Shawnee Pizza, by the way. Yeah. That, that, Lots uh, of pizza. My man Big T pizza? from Shawnee brought it out of here. Met Big T. I've met him before. but That Crab Rangoon pizza? Let me tell yeah. you. That, Will Walker, man. Amazing. Amazing dude. Love amazing it. dude. By the way, Jay Glazer tweets this out. This is interesting, Julio. Because, again, we're almost 38 minutes from the draft. It's time to start hearing some information, some moving and shaking. So somebody tweets at Jay Glazer and said, the Chiefs trading up question mark. His response, they are trying, even offering up next year's one. But that's still like a two, because obviously the Chiefs can have a a good record, you think, next year, so it's going to be at the end of the first round. So the Chiefs are trying to trade up. Now, who are they trying to trade up for? That's the question. Everybody thinks wide receiver. Are they trying to trade up for wide receiver, or are they trying to trade up for edge? Do they think Jermaine Johnson? Because really, when you get past Trevon Walker, you get past Aiden Hutchinson, you get past uh, Jermaine Johnson, then you're starting in Thibodeau, then you're starting to say, okay, and then it's tier two which I think includes Arnold Bacchetti, George Karloftis, Boye Mafe, those type of guys. But you can trade up and get Jermaine Johnson. That's a guy you could label as a starter. Never thought it was a realistic possibility for the Chiefs, but if they trade up far in the draft, that certainly becomes a priority for the Chiefs. And I still think they can get quality wide receiver in the second round. I mean, and even taking a look at the uh, – it's second rounders, top receivers in the draft. You know, Devontae Adams, second round pick. Tyreek Hill, fifth round pick. Stephon Diggs, fifth round pick. DK Metcalf, second round pick. Again, yeah, Jamar Chase, first round pick, fifth overall. So, yeah, those guys are sprinkled in there, but the depth of wide receiver is ridiculous this year, so they can get it. If they solved edge and got a real starter in Jermaine Johnson, that's great, but can they move up or can they move up to round? I think 23 is a legitimate spot for them where the Arizona Cardinals are because there's a lot of teams, you know, like the Titans, like the Bills, I can't see doing business with the Chiefs, trying to catch the Chiefs, can't see them doing business with the Chiefs. But the Cardinals probably wouldn't care, and they'd uh, make that move. Or 12, where the Vikings sit, that's an interesting one because the Vikings could trade back and are maybe looking to trade back. And, again, it's still going to be a prime spot for good football players at 29 and 30. You know, Veach really likes – the second round, the third round. Uh, that's what the sweet spot was, the hot zone he called it last year, where he picked up Nick Bolton, 
picked up Creed Humphrey in that second round. In the sixth round, he got Trey Smith. I think sometimes often forget that when the Chiefs traded for Orlando Brown, not only did they get the starting left tackle Orlando Brown because they were stuck getting a tackle, they also got pick number 58. Pick number 58 ended up being Nick Bolton. So not only did you get Orlando Brown, they got Nick Bolton as well. You can go ahead and slap an A on Brett Veach on that particular trade. That was genius. But here was Brett Veach last Friday really talking about that second and third round, which we'll have fun. That's going to be tomorrow night. Second, third round tomorrow night and four through seven will be on Saturday. It'll be live the whole time, even before it starts, 10 to 4.30. But here was Brett Veach last week about that second and third round. I think it's. I think there's a lot of similarities to last draft. I think we have right around 16, 18 names on our, on our front board as first-round picks. And um, picking there at 29 and 30, you know, the odds of, you know, maybe one of those guys falling um, isn't, isn't great. But at the same time, you know, we're probably not factoring quarterbacks that, that most teams do. Um, I'm sure there's quarterbacks worthy of first-round grade, which is obviously not going in that direction. But I think similar to last year, I think when you look at value in this draft, um, you know, 30 to 60 is really good. Um, you know, we were able to get Nick Bolton and Creed Humphrey last year. I think there'll be a lot of value uh, similar to that. I think a lot of really good players in that second and third round. Bottom line is get quality players because this team, again, they're building through the draft. I mean, it's what they're doing. It's the lifeblood of the team. You build these picks to the draft. It started last year. You got three starters from last year's draft and other contributors, and you're hoping Kando can contribute this season. Like Cornell Powell didn't really work out. He was on the practice squad last year, the fifth-round pick, and the Chiefs don't sit with a fifth-round pick this year or a sixth-round pick, but they could end up there if they do some moving and shaking in the second, third round. They could certainly end up with the pick in the fifth and the sixth round. There's no question about that. Personally, I like them trading up in the second. I think that's where some magic can happen. Get up there in the 30s because then you're basically getting guys that are quasi-first-round picks, move on up, maybe sacrifice a third, sacrifice a fourth, and get on up there. But the Rich Hill trade chart is a great trade chart to look at. There's Jimmy Johnson's was a popular trade chart at first, and a lot of people I saw kind of using that one. NFL teams don't use that one anymore, really. They use what's called the Rich Hill trade chart. You can check that out. It's a place like drafttech.com. They've got that uh, Rich Hill or just Google Rich Hill trade chart. Uh, Belichick seemingly uses that all the time, too. So that's always a good one uh, to go over. Some of these mock drafts uh, that I thought were interesting. Peter King put his out this week. Monday morning quarterback does one and one only. He's got the Chiefs taking Christian Watson and Lewis Seam. The safety, of course, the wide receiver from North Dakota State and the safety from Georgia. Now, today... Uh, Peter Schrager put out his new one. Peter Schrager from NFL.com. Kyer Elam, the corner from Florida in the first round, and Traylon Burks, the wide receiver from Arkansas. Todd McShay put his his new one out today. And he's got uh he's got uh uh Pickens, George Pickens uh going to the Chiefs. I hope so. Uh, at number 30. Yeah, I mean it's I hope so. That's a good one. And Mel Kuyper, by the way, has uh has more Sky Moore, who I really like, and Arnold Debicati. That's the other guy that I've mocked with the Chiefs. So, so what I'm what I'm hearing from from everything you just laid out is no one knows anything, and everyone ha- is just guessing, basically. That that's what I'm hearing. Yeah, that's basically what it is. Okay. I, the Kuiper is it was Daxton Hill was the twenty. No I think anything. I just mentioned George Pickens, but regardless, we'll check in with all the guys from six ten. Sean Barber will be in studio with me for the entire first round of the NFL draft. But now. It's time to check in with Chief Sideline Reporter and co-host of Fesco in the Morning, Josh Klingler, next. 
You're listening to Bink's NFL Draft Special on 610 Sports Radio, brought to you by Window World, the official window of the Kansas City Chiefs. It's draft time right here on 610 Sports Radio. Jay Binkley, Julio Sanchez. We're, we're going uh, maybe all, all night. night. Who all knows? night. Maybe all night. I don't know. Just tell whenever. Other people confirm that's what was said. I didn't make it up. It was confirmed by many sources. You get one night a year. Bing. A lot of sources. This but, is your night. But I got to check in with all the guys here at 610. None other than the sideline reporter of the Kansas City Chiefs. You hear him every morning in Fesco in the morning. Josh Klingler. Kling, happy draftmas. I expect to see both of you on my way in tomorrow morning. You might. You might. You might. be fun. We have a lot of pizza to eat. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. (laughs) Well, I need Julio. Yeah, feel free to leave the box of pizza. I'll take care of whatever you don't finish. You know what? Check the fridge because I'm going to have to uh, cool it off so it doesn't go bad for you guys. So it'll check the fridge for that. All right, Kling. Did you happen to see the Jay Glazer tweet? Yeah. The people are talking about. So Jay Glazer uh, had responded to somebody and said, what are the Chiefs going to do? And he's like, I've heard they're trading up and trying to trade next year's first-round pick, which essentially would be towards the end because the Chiefs are a good football team. And that is interesting that they put it out there. One, the Chiefs have the draft next year in Kansas City, so they probably try to get a different uh, first-round pick if they could at some point just so they have somebody else here in Kansas City. But I know the popular consensus is trading up for a wide receiver depends on how far they trade up. If they trade up into the top ten, I think they're going defense. That that would be really interesting to not not have a pit, first round pick when you host the draft. Yeah, I think that would be weird. Um, you know, sometimes I don't mind that future pick because I'm planning on winning the whole thing, and so um, you know, I'm 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 banking on giving the the last pick of the first round. So sometimes that's not all bad. But no. yeah, I guess the question is as well. Then what? You know, are you are you dumping? a first this year and a first next year and, and still holding two picks in this draft. So yeah, it's interesting. The cool thing is I'm like, I don't know about you. I'm like super at peace with this draft. Like I'm not anxious. I'm, I'm just want to use whatever picks are there. If they trade up great, if they use 29 and 30, I think it's great. I think they can get a couple of really good quality players at that spot as well. And so I'm cool with whatever they do in this instance. I don't really have a preference as to what players, you know, that's on them to make the evaluation as to which players. But I think that there's, you know, there, there should be wide receivers and defensive ends and, and, and maybe a corner you like falls to you. I, I think they're in a really good spot. Should they stay put uh, if they trade up, obviously they've got someone specific in mind and that will be uh, really, really interesting too. So uh, I'm cool to see how it plays out. I'm not, Again, I feel like I feel like I'm living a nice little life. Like, hey, just 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 show us show us your hand when it's time to show us your hand, and uh, I'm ready to roll. You know, we are breathing so easily. They have the hardest position in the draft. That's the quarterback. Like, if they didn't have the quarterback, he'd be on pins and needles. Like, who oh, are they going to get? Because they didn't exist this year, and he'd be like, ah, oh, man, these quarterbacks. It'd be like the year Geno Smith came out. He'd be like, oh, I just don't like any these quarterbacks. Or when Derek Carr came out and it was Blake Bortles and Manziel in that first round, you're sitting here going, or Bridgewater, and you didn't have anybody. But I think having Mahomes changes everything. But, yeah, Kling, there's not really a position on this field that you get too upset about if they went that position, other than tight end, which I don't see him doing anyway. <laughs> I wouldn't like running back or offensive line, but okay. other than that, I think I'm, I think I'm good. I'd even be a little skeptical about linebacker. I think they're good at, you know, I I'm, I'm looking for starters. So, 
So I'm looking for starters at defensive end. I'm looking for starters at wide receiver. So, uh, and 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 clearly it's probably a starter at corner. Maybe not though. I mean, if you bring in a corner, they might be. You know, I, I could roll with the corners they have now, at least from a starting perspective. So I think that's a great spot to be in to to be able to have so many picks to not have any glaring needs. I mean, realistically, I said it this morning. I mean, if you played a game tomorrow, I'd roll out there with the wide receivers they have now. Like whatever you add is is a bonus, but they can play offense with what they have now. That's the that's the great spot the Chiefs are in. They can play. They can go play a game tomorrow, and you feel pretty good about it. This is just uh, additions and trying to to get some enhancements to what you already have. And I think that's that's a great spot to be in. And then you're right. All the teams that have to look for a quarterback these days, man, I'm glad those stressors are over because uh, I I just love you know Brett Veach coming out and saying, well, we didn't. Well, we didn't evaluate the quarterbacks. <laughs> that is a gr- that is a great world to be living in, as opposed to some teams that are you know might have to panic uh, and might have to panic early and, and grab a quarterback they they might not completely be in love with. Well, at least three quarterbacks have been selected the last six years in the NFL draft, but that may not happen this year. I hope it does because that only means guys would fall back to the Chiefs if they don't move, make that trade up in this year's draft. But yeah, I mean the wide receivers, you got you know, they all went to Camp Pat down in Texas, right? And they're working out together, building the chemistry. And honestly, the wide receiver room is probably better than the cornerback room or the edge rusher room at this point. Now, you can, you know, debate, yeah, whether they have the the, the quality, but they got thirteen receivers on the roster right now. <laughs> Nine tight ends. There are twenty two pass catchers currently on the roster. And so they they have they have a, a lot of bodies already right now. So can you enhance those and, and, and adjust the, you know, the pecking order by doing some things in the draft? Absolutely. But again, I could, I could roll out tomorrow and play a game. I just, uh, you know, I just like to see them, you know, get better and provide more weapons on offense. And then, you know, defensive end um, is one I'm not, you know, I don't know about Melvin Ingram. So I'd like to say he he comes back, um, but I don't know. And so they're going to need some some spots, some playmakers, the defensive line. What exactly is next to Chris Jones as well on the interior? Um, but, again, they have enough resources to, even if they make a trade to go up. I love that part of it too, Bank, that even if they make a trade to go up tonight, um, they're still going to have a bunch of draft picks. Certainly, if they have if one of their picks is in next year's draft, but they're still going to have a, a plenty of picks to be able to get a, a bunch of stuff done. So uh, I love the fact that there are twelve picks to work with and and not a lot of glaring, glaring, glaring holes. Yeah, and the, you know one thing about uh, wide receivers, and I will say this, Kling, I, I do want them to get a wide receiver in this draft and early. And you know, I, I just hate for this year to go by, and you're thinking, you know what, they had twelve picks, and this was an epic wide receiver draft. And they didn't get one. And you got Juju on a one-year contract. And, you know, you have MVS. But do you really have that number one guy? Because right now you have number twos and number threes. You know, mm-hmm. that, that's the only part that I would hate. That you, all of a sudden you go through a draft with this deep of wide receiver class, which is the deepest position, in my opinion. And I think Pro Football Focus had more receivers than any other position. It, to, to have this draft, have 12 picks, and not even throw a dart at it. You know, I think they, they will. They will Now, whether it's that first pick, right? And then at, at 29 and 30, are you getting a, a number one wide receiver anyway? Or are you getting a, you know, someone you hope develops into a one? None of that's guaranteed either. The luxury as well as you have Travis Kelsey. So that, you know, kind of negates some of those other things too. So I, I you know, I, I think that 
You know, they isolate. They're the ones that have to decide which people you you. I, I lean to you towards uh, towards the mocks and, and the preferences of of different people um, in terms of you know wide receivers and defensive ends. But you know, I think that they have an opportunity certainly at those two spots. And then I think you you've liked the safeties. I think the corners and safeties. I think something in the secondary wouldn't be out of the question with that you know twenty nine or thirty pick either. So I, I just I'm anxious to see how this how this shakes out in front of them, but I'm also really confident that they're going to be able to, no matter what they do, if they, again, trade up or stay put, they're going to get, they're going to get a couple good players here tonight. Hasn't this become just a major event, Kling? I mean, the red carpet, everything they've got. I mean, it's like borderline ESPY show or something. I mean, this is, it's insane. And the fact that Kansas City gets this next year is all eyes on Kansas City with this draft. Yeah, this is, this is be- really cool. It's going to be it's going to be great to have this event. We're going to put on a fantastic mm, event agree. for for the NFL. I, I I've said I'm a little bit nervous of following Las Vegas um, because <laughs> I don't know that anybody can follow Las Vegas and the you know the over the top stuff they do. But uh, we're going to put on a great show. There's going to be a ton of fans uh, in Kansas City. Not not only uh, you know our people coming out, but fans traveling in for the event. It's going to be great for the city, great for exposure, um, all those types of things. I mean. Uh, I mean, Vegas is expected to get, what, a million people for a single event? The largest event ever in the history of that city. Of that city. I mean, imagine what Kansas City is then going to be next year as well in terms of of numbers of people coming in for a a weekend. It's going to be outstanding. Aren't they supposed to have somebody dangling and trying to get out of a a chain thing or something over the water? Yeah, the... uh, yeah, uh, Chris Angel is going to be uh, for that. doing performances. I think on a couple of nights and doing no. some uh, escape tricks during. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I don't know how we're going to compete with that. I do, but I do. Uh, I'm, I'm. How's that? Nick Walinda. <laughs> yes, Clay. We'll him. Uh, yes, he can walk from the Union Station to the the, the War Memorial. They can string a uh, line across that, and he can walk across and it. give out the first pick of the draft halfway through. Ah. Uh, my idea, my idea as well is to to build a giant smoker, and <laughs> I like that. Heard that, yeah. It opens up, and then then the players walk out of the smoker when they're selected. So I, love I don't it. know. I'm 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 working on some ideas myself, but uh, yeah, it's it's going to be a huge task. But I think it's going to be a huge opportunity as well to really sell Kansas City next year. It's going to be great. Great stuff, Kling. Good hearing from you. Enjoy the rest of the draft tonight. Yeah, can't wait for tonight, and uh, stay tuned. Bank will have you covered, obviously, all night long. We'll uh, be back tomorrow morning uh, at 5.58, and uh, we'll get uh, our reactions after uh, tonight's madness. I hope it's, I hope it's fun and kooky, and, and, it, and the Chiefs get a – you know, I'm being great couple. I want, I, want, I want two picks to be made tonight, wherever they're at. I want, I want two new players tomorrow Let's morning. Let's have fun. Yeah, we'll see you, Clay. We'll see you at the Waffle House at 4.30 in the morning. And, Julio, we, we take a timeout. We come back. We'll talk to uh, to. Uh, well, let's keep it going. Let's just keep it going to the top of the hour. Why are we not? keeping well, going let's keep to the top going. of the hour? Let's keep it going okay, to the top right, of the good, hour. We good, got more football. I, okay, because good. I didn't want to take a break. No, no. We'll, we'll talk to Nick Schwartz here Roll in just a second. So Nick Schwartz will join us here in just a second. But yeah, this thing has become a huge spectacle in uh, in Las Vegas. But Nick Belinda, they're going to have somebody, Chris Angel, try to get out of uh, some chains there. Um, at the draft uh, tonight, but Nick will end the little Skywire thing would be kind of uh, nice, I think, to uh, imagine that. I mean, he's walking across, you know, two buildings or walking from the Memorial, World War II Memorial to the Union Station on Tywire, and he announces the first pick in the draft. 
Take that, Vegas. It's gonna be look, this this Vegas setup is looking it looks pretty cool though. I will I will admit that. That that place is packed. We knew it was gonna be great. I mean, Vegas does that place is packed. Remember when the NFL and everybody wouldn't go to Vegas because they were afraid of it? Yep. Like you're totally afraid of it. Now they're not afraid of it anymore. Now sports in general can't get there quick enough. Joining us now, the uh, producer and really the mastermind of Cody and Gold, uh, Nick Schwart. Uh, Okay, college football guy. Love his NFL takes. Uh, What's up, Nick? Did you just call me an okay college football guy, Bing? Yeah, I was being facetious. I was being sarcastic. Whatever I say, take the opposite. Okay. Okay. So I take that as a compliment. Thank you very much for having me. It was a compliment. Thank you for the compliment. What are you, what okay. are you thinking okay. of this NFL draft and this like insane pop and circumstance? I was just talking to Kling, like Chris Angel's going to try to get out of something uh, over water. I said Wait, only Nick what? Belinda. Yeah. They're going to have like a stunt during the draft. During the draft? I guess so. That's what uh, I've, I've heard. But if they do that, because Kansas City is going to be competing against Vegas. There's only one thing I think, and that is to have Nick Belinda on a tight wire across the uh, deal, given the first pick in the draft. I mean, you get a you get tough competition with Vegas, just out Vegas them. Wait, is 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 Nick Belinda a Casey guy? No. <laughs> oh, you mean next year? You I've heard Kling talking about this deal, and I don't know. I don't know anything about it. I haven't been paying attention to that. I've just been paying attention to draft picks. I didn't know what kind of stunt they're going to have. Oh, okay, okay, that's fine. Um, yeah, you mean next year in Kansas City? What do we have Nickel and uh, tight roping over though? Exactly, yeah, just from the memorial to the Union Station. Okay, you know I actually like that a lot. Yeah, I mean, think about it. What can Vegas do about that? You know. And he's got the envelope in his hand of the yeah. first pick. Yeah, yeah of course. And just halfway through it, just stop and give the thing. I will say this: Vegas was supposed to have the boats. You know, take the draft picks through the Bellagio water instead mm. of that red carpet. But that was their plan pre-COVID. Remember, they were going to have that deal when they moved the thing to Roger Goodell's basement. They were supposed to have the boats, and they're not yeah, doing it this year. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that that year where Roger Goodell round by round kept slinking farther into his chair. Yeah, great. and everybody said that draft was going to be a failure, and actually turned out really well. <laughs> we all crave yeah, sports. We all crave sports. How, how you feeling, Bink? You know what? I'm doing good. You see that tweet by Jay Glazer where someone had asked yeah. him, what are the Chiefs trying to do? He goes, I heard they're trying to trade up, and even with next year's number one pick. Um, that's interesting to me because what's that mean? Does that mean you're trying to get in the low 20s, or is that a move to be in the top 15? Because I think it's different between wide receiver and edge if you're trying to make that big of a jump. Did you also see around the same time uh, Albert Breer's report that um, he does this thing right before the draft, you know, last minute, here's what I'm hearing. And he said that um, much like we've been talking about all week on 610 is that if, what he said was that if there's one of these guys the Chiefs are targeting, whether it be an edge rusher, wide receiver, cornerback, that they view to be one of those top tier guys, if they end up falling into the team that, they would try to trade up into potentially the top 15 to get them. And it sounds like they're not going to be able to get into the top 10. And Brett Beach said that last Friday. Who knows, you know, how honest these guys are being when they're talking a week before the draft. But it would be really interesting if, you know, whether that's, you know, Garrett Wilson or James Williams or Drake London or whether it's an edge rusher like Jermaine Johnson, if all of a sudden it's pick 12 or 13 
And those guys are still hanging around if the Chiefs wouldn't try to go all in and get that guy. What would you do right now? Do you want the two picks? So tomorrow you're sitting there going looking at the two picks the Chiefs had, or are you hell-bent on making a trade for a wide receiver? or a, I guess they could trade for a corner, but I don't see them doing that. Well, I think they're going to end up with two picks tonight no matter what. Even if they trade up, they're not going to have to give up both first-round picks to do so. I mean, there's just not any precedent for it. I know it's been kind of discussed a little bit, but uh, Nate Taylor wrote about this a couple of weeks ago, but I think there's only been one team in the last 20 years who's traded two first-round picks in the same year to move up in that year's draft. So, like, even if the Chiefs trade up, they're still going to wind up with two picks. And I've sort of flip-flopped back and forth, and I want to put it out there, if they trade up and get, you know, Jamison Williams, I'm not going to be mad. But I am of the belief, given the depth that is at the wide receiver position every single year when you get in the rounds two and three, I want to see the Chiefs go all defense tonight. Whether that's two edge rushers, whether that's an edge rusher and a secondary player, my, my only stipulation is I think you have to come away from tonight with a pass rusher. Brad Beach said at the beginning of the offseason that was the number one priority. I don't think there's any reason to deviate from that. Now, if the, if the tiers fall off and all of a sudden you're at pick 29 and there's nobody there that you really like, you know, your hand may be forced. I understand that. But I just you, you haven't seen them address the pass rush whatsoever this offseason. I feel like you really have to go out and be aggressive to get your guy at that position tonight. And here's the other thing, too. If, there would, if they didn't have so many picks, like I could see them totally in a trade-back move, you know? Totally see them getting back in, getting their second, getting their third, maybe a fourth. Like, if they weren't sitting there with 12 picks and two in each round in the first four, six in the top 103, I feel that this would be a good year to be able to trade back and hopefully somebody else jump into the first round, maybe get uh, one of the quarterbacks. There's been three quarterbacks taken at least every draft for the last six, seeing somebody jump back up, but I don't feel they're in that position. Now, maybe if they get rid of their sec, one of their seconds, one of their thirds, try to uh, accumulate another one, but I, I just don't see that being an option. I see it only as one option, you know, just the trading up, not trading back. Well, I, do, I, I agree with you, but one thing that wouldn't surprise me is if they trade up tomorrow. Take the fifth totally. overall pick. Totally see that. With a third-round pick and try and move up to pick 35 or whatever. Because what I think is going to happen is by the time you get to pick 29 or 30, and let's just throw out some random names. Let's just say, for instance, you've got you know second-round grades on um, – Jahan Dotson or George Pickens or Sky Moore and Christian Watson. If you're sitting there at 29 or 30 and three of those four guys are still available, at that point, you probably feel pretty good about the fact that they're going to be available at pick 35 or 40. And knowing that you have those, those, those ammunition picks in the second and third round, I'd feel pretty comfortable about just saying, okay, we're going to pass on receiver tonight because we know we'll be able to get one of those guys tomorrow by trading up with all those draft picks we do have. You know, that's the exciting thing, too. Once tonight's done, you sit there, right, second round, and you just go for that, try to make moves up and down. I, I love the Jets at 35 and 38 because, to me, that's the team to trade with because they have two first-round picks. They've got two second early on. Like, that's the team to go up and make a move with, in my opinion, is them. 
Nick, I, I've really started to get on a stance, and I don't know how you feel about this. And it, the, the important thing is getting to the quarterback, and and also you know corner or safety stopping these quarterbacks in this division from having success. But I'm okay with driving pass rush as well, and that's why I'm so enamored with a guy like Jalen Petrie. He had 25 quarterback pressures, three and a half sacks, all from the safety position because, and he had more safety more safety quarterback pressures than any defensive back in college football since pro football focus has been, you know, looking at the stat in 2014, that's honey badger because honey badger led the NFL in quarterback pressures to me. That's it. And if you're not going to always count on your edge to do, to bring quarterback pressure, have one of these hybrid safety linebackers type like Petrie. That's a great blitzer. You're talking about tonight or in the second round? Second round. But I'm just saying, yeah. I love these safeties so much, but saying it's just got to be edge, that's not true. Sometimes you get interior well, pass rushers like a I Logan think, Hall that's good at getting to the quarterback. Uh, yeah, I, I'm with you on that. I think tonight, though, it has to be edge. I think tonight it has to be edge because I don't know where you got you, where you see the – Unless they're the gone. Off that, but – well, that's the thing, because we know the big boys that you're not going to be in on. You're not going to be in on uh, Trayvon Walker. You're not going to be in on Aiden Hutchinson. You're not going to be in on uh, Kayvon Thibodeau. Jermaine Johnson is is sort of that guy who you could see going top 10, but you could see maybe hanging around towards pick 12 or 13. I think Karlaftis is in sort of a tier by himself, or maybe he's a top 15 guy. Maybe he lasts into the early 20s, but there's a in my estimate, there's a pretty big drop off after that. I know your draft crush is Evacati. I think Boye Mafe has been a really popular pick as well. Those guys might be the 29th, 30th best prospects in this class. And maybe it's just a greedy or wishful thinking to say, okay, well, I don't want the 30th best player. I want the 15th best player, man. I want the, the, the 12th best player. I think there's a big drop off after those top four or five pass rushers, which is why. If you're going to be aggressive tonight, if that's the mantra, if that's what we believe is the one commonality between all of Brett Beach's drafts, then I think you have to be aggressive for pass rusher. I'm with you. I think you can manufacture it in other ways. And Steve Spagnola with his blitzing scheme is as good as any DC, maybe not, you know, not named Wink Martindale at finding unique ways to get to the quarterback. But, you do have to address the edge because right now, Bink, if you're looking at that starting front seven uh, for the Chiefs, if the season started tomorrow, it would be pretty shaky. Thanks for dropping Wink Martindale's name. That gets you extra credit every time you do that. I love hearing from Wink. Thank you. So you get extra credit uh, for naming that name. Are you waiting? Here's the thing with this NFL season. It's been so crazy, man. Going back to uh, legal tampering, going back to some of the trades that we've had. I mean, the NFL is literally, you know, captivated all the news. I mean, the Tyree kill trade out of nowhere. It's like, like the NFL moved the needle during everything. And usually before the draft, the needle gets moved. Teams that move and shake, make moves. Um, the Larry, Larry Me Tunsil uh, gas mask, remember that? Uh, the, the video surfacing right before the draft. Right. And last year was the Aaron Rodgers news. Like, I'm shocked that we are four minutes from the draft starting and nothing's dropped like a Debo trade or something else wacky happened. This is what the NFL is supposed to do is wacky, and we're not seeing any of it yet. Hey, how about this? Jeff Darlington just said on ESPN that he has talked to a number of teams who expect the Chiefs to move into the early 20s. Really? Think about that. 
Early twenties. Yeah, They're getting a receiver then. Who are they getting? Chris Olave? It could be Olave. Could be Olave. I mean, unless Karloftis makes it there an edge and they they really want Karloftis really bad and they don't think he's gonna be there at twenty nine or thirty. But Olave makes sense there. I don't see Garrett Wilson being there. Um no. I don't even see Drake London being there. Definitely don't see Jamison Williams making it there. So Olave would be the only logical guy that was really right there if they really wanted him. I guess they were enamored by Traylon Burks, and I know his over-under is 23-and-a-half. I still like the over on that. Are we going to finish this conversation before mentioning George Pickens' name? No, we can finish it with George Pickens' name because that is honestly who I think the Chiefs are going to take. Now, I, I don't know if you I need agree. to try. I don't know if you need to trade up in the twenties unless they know something we don't know, which they could. I, I, don't, I, I agree. He, I mean, he he could be he could be available tomorrow. Bing. They're talking about him going he's in the forties. Like unless yeah. there's enough data or intel that they have that says George Pickens is going a lot earlier. I mean, listen, he missed a lot of games. We know that the potential's there. The potential's there. He is a potential. Honestly, he's got that star potential, but. Would they make that move for George Pickens at 20? Only if they've heard from a lot of teams. Only if they've exactly. heard from a lot of teams. Exactly. And by the way, um, stuff is starting to come out now. Um, Shan Sharania, who normally is an NBA newsbreaker, he says that it sounds like uh, it's going to be Trayvon Walker, number one to Georgia. And now we've got Ian Rappaport on NFL Network saying the Panthers like Malik Willis a lot. That's the best thing that could happen to the Chiefs. Yeah, that's that, that's the great. The best thing news. that could happen to the Chiefs is an early run on quarterbacks. Hundred percent. If Malik Willis goes six, all of a sudden the Steelers are sitting there at twenty, maybe panicking if they want to go up and get Malik Willis. If the Saints are sitting there at fifteen, they're panicking because they want to move up and get Kenny Pickett. Yeah. An early run on quarterback is what would cause the, those wide receivers or those edge rushers to potentially slip into the teams where the Chiefs could make a move. Great stuff uh, here from Nick Schwarter. Go back to the podcast page. He made all his draft predictions at the end of the show. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so you can hear those. Thanks a lot, Nick. All right, thanks, Nick. There you go. We'll take a timeout here on the Chiefs draft special. We come back. How about the president of the Kansas City Chiefs Ambassadors, former 10-year linebacker Sean Barber, in the house for the rest of the night. We talk to him next. You're listening to Bink's NFL Draft Special on 610 Sports Radio, brought to you by Window World, the official window of the Kansas City Chiefs. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.